This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. Splash Refresher spices up my daily water intake by putting fun and hydration in one. Because as a mom, I already have my hands full. Every Splash Refresher flavor is delicious, bright, flavorful, and zero calories. I don't waste time on flavorless water I don't enjoy. I just drink Splash and I like it. My favorite flavor is the lemon. It really does taste like lemonade. My favorite is the mandarin orange flavor. There's a flavor for everyone to enjoy. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Hello and welcome to Childproof by Betches Media. I'm Gwena Lathland. And I'm Tori Phantom. This episode is dedicated to every parent who is breaking generational cycles of trauma and distrust. And to all the folks who were just trying to do better by their kids than was done by them. All right, let's get to talking about kids and privacy. But first, let's start the timer. Okay, so first, before we have this discussion, it's probably a good idea to define what is privacy in the terms of parenting. Like, we get, as adults, what privacy is. But as far as parenting goes, like, there's different things to consider. Because it's not just time to yourself, space to yourself, thought to yourself. And it's not just being able to close the door when you're getting dressed because you deserve that autonomy. Right. Because there there does come, yes, you are entitled to privacy, but also you have the impulse control of a child. <laughs> like Because you be are a to, child. <laughs> right. Like, I need to be able to make sure that what you are using your privacy for is, in fact, healthy, conducive, even if it's doing nothing, even if it's nothingness. Right. Are we making healthy choices with that nothingness? And we want to make sure that they're being safe, that boundaries are being followed, that there's a good line of communication about what that privacy looks like. Right. Because, you know, you don't want things to get sticky. And then and then afterwards, you're like, I should have done that differently. I always prefer to do too much. That's just kind of my thing. So I have a question for you. Is privacy for children? Is that a right or is it a privilege? Both. Okay. Is there a delineation between when it falls between right and there is for me, there is, there is a delineation. It is a right, right up until, and then it becomes a privilege that we're working constantly to move back to right. Yeah. So I think that so long as the trust is maintained, Mm -hmm. it continues to be a right. Mm -hmm. Now, if the trust is broken and of course, like my kids are younger I think yeah. that it is a little bit different for you having a teenager, but uh-huh. having a preteen, you know, we're, we're into that area where that trust really needs to be strong. Yeah. And thankfully, we haven't really had any moments where I'm like, I don't trust you now. Mm-hmm. But if that trust is broken, you know, because trust is easier to lose than it is to earn. Yeah, so, absolutely. You know, it can take one simple mistake, one simple lie to really mm-hmm. shatter that foundation of trust. And when that happens, it is so hard to trust again. That takes time. For both sides. Yes. And that can have so many extra feelings attached to it because like if you did make a mistake and you broke the trust and you're like, I'm sorry, like that's not going to happen again. And you end up feeling frustrated because why don't you trust me? It was just one mistake. But depending on what it was, right. you know, that that can be really tricky. Right. And so I think that privacy is absolutely a right. But I also think when we're talking about children, just like everything else that has to be age appropriate, I think that mm-hmm. also applies to privacy. And so, yeah. yes, kids have a right to privacy. But I think especially when we're getting into these bigger concepts of like when they're getting on technology and things right. like that, that is not a right to privacy until 
we feel that the understanding of the safety protocols and the boundaries and the why, once that is firmly in place, I think that's where that privacy is kind of earned in those spaces. Because realistically, we have to let our kids have privacy online before they leave the house. Yeah. Because once they're gone, um, well, I hope that they had some time to learn right. and, and fail safely under your roof where I made a mistake online. I need mom's help. And they're only 16 where you're still there and you can help right. versus 19. And it's their first time without any supervision online. And they're like, uh. <laughs> So this, this is one of those places where I diverge greatly from my own experience growing up because my mom was very much, very tight, very controlled. I did have privacy, but not the same type of privacy that I grant. It's not even the same flavor. It's not like my kids have more or less privacy than I had. It's just mm-hmm. a different flavor of privacy that we were granted. But my mom very much like iron fist. No, if there's a chance that you're going to make a mistake with it, it's my job to protect you from that. And so when I got onto my own and was out in the real world and my mom couldn't stop me, I did really stupid shit. Yeah. See, and I am the opposite of my parents because I had free reign online. My parents had no idea what the internet was at the time. Right. And I think this is one of the only times that the age difference between you and I really matters yes. when we're talking about this. Yeah. Because I was a preteen in the early 2000s. I was a teenager. Like I went to high school, uh, graduated in 2010. My MySpace era were my college days. Right. I was on MySpace at 12. So, right. <laughs> you know, a little, little bit different. And because of that, my parents weren't very privy to what the internet could be and the things that I saw, I will never unsee. Uh, And I had total privacy online and uh, no privacy anywhere else. It was, this is my house, my (laughs) rules, you're just living in it. Uh, Nope, you don't get to do anything. Uh, I have a right to everything about you. You're basically my property. And in my house, I have totally flipped the script. This is you have full autonomy over your body. Uh, we Privacy is absolutely respected, even if we need communication surrounding it. But if you are online, uh, we're going to have 74 conversations and I am going to check in regularly because the internet is scary. So I'll tell you where we are in the debate of privacy in our house is not with Abby. This is about the littles. The littles, we okay. still have baby monitors in place. They are really? five. And they are not permanently recording. Um, so they're not just on, they're not hooked up to anything, but we can access those cameras at any point. We use them primarily because they're five. Mm-hmm. They have the impulse control of five-year-olds. And because great. Yep. Our, our master bedroom is really far away from their rooms. And when I mm-hmm. say really far away, I'm talking like not next door because I used to share a drywall with my kids. And now I have to walk 40 steps. And so in my anxiety ridden brain, that's really, really far away. And what if I don't hear them crying because they puked in the middle of the night? <laughs> so oh, my kids, my kids would walk the 40 steps to let me know they puked. <laughs> But we we are at the point where we're like, okay, this is a crutch for us and no longer a safety element for them. And we need we need to turn those off. We need to uninstall them um, because we are wandering into that right to privacy where we already enforce the 
No, when you're changing, no one needs to be in the room with you unless you have specifically asked for help. And we are now wandering into, you need to close the door when you're peeing because when you're potty training, you don't close the door. Right. Like everyone's all up for that experience and celebrating the poop came out of your butt. Okay. But now we're five. We're definitely potty trained now. Close the door to pee. I don't need to see. Yeah. I I know that's, that's a different conversation. That's modesty. That's, yeah. I, I have a kid it who is. doesn't care where they get changed at any time. Yeah. And, and I have had to say, like, listen, I love how comfortable you are in your skin. Not everyone <laughs> wants to see it, but not it. Right. Right. Well, and yeah, it is it is sort of the bridge between modesty. I want you to be comfortable in your body, but also, you know, cover parts of it. You know, just generally speaking. That's- yeah. Also, like consent to the to the idea that other people uh, don't don't want to see. But then that is so intrinsically wrapped up into privacy. Every time I turn on one of those baby monitors, hey, bud, what you doing? I'm doing it because I'm hearing very distinct I'm playing in the water noises in the bathroom. Mm. Oh, that's right. Because your kids do have a bathroom attached. It's like that's important context. Yes. So between their rooms, there's a bathroom and five-year-olds in bathrooms are uh, not great combos. Not always great. Not always great. Uh, the water can be a little too fun when it's not supposed to be. So yeah. we'll hear those telltale signs of, hmm, this is not a time to be washing hands or brushing teeth. Why do I hear <laughs> the faucet on? <laughs> Why is that faucet on? What and are you so doing? <laughs> there's nothing stopping us from standing up and going, hey, bud, what you doing? Same difference, but we're just doing it with technology that is available to us. But it has recently come to light in our own brains. Like, mm, we might actually be encroaching on their privacy more than is reasonable for this age, we probably need to uninstall the monitors. Support for today's episode comes from Honey Love. With Honey Love, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology so you no longer feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they are the only shapewear that won't ever roll down, no matter how much you're on the move. For a limited time only, you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com slash childproof. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash childproof. When talking about shapewear, Honey Love's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It's targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. We love to see it. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash childproof. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash childproof. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started. Shape your life with Honey Love. Hydrating doesn't have to be boring. Splash Refresher spices it up by putting fun and hydration in one. Because as a mom, I already have my hands full. Splash Refreshers are delicious, bright, flavorful, and available in five craveable flavors. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and a splash of sweetness for a hydrating and delicious beverage you'll come back to again and again. My favorite flavor is the lemon. Uh, It really does taste like lemonade, so I'm getting hydrated, and it just feels like I'm drinking lemonade. Splash Refresher perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. Available in five craveable flavors, wild berry, acai grape, pineapple, 
pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange, Splash Refresher is there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. There's a flavor for everyone to enjoy. They are delicious, bright, flavorful, and hydrating, and zero calories. So you can have fun flavored water without any guilt. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. I think that's one of those things where you don't always recognize that your kid has entered this new realm of cognitive existence until you have kind of like that wake up call. I know like for me one time, I have this thing that I've always done with my kids in public bathrooms if they don't have Mm -hmm. to go because I have an overactive bladder. I always have to go pee. That's just (laughs) that's just a fact. Like I have to all, go, have to go pee right constant. now, but I'll be okay. <laughs> Literally, it's just, it's always, it's always okay. So having this, my kids don't always have to go pee. And so if we go in a public bathroom, especially when they're younger, what I would have them do, because they don't need to go in the stall, especially some stalls are small. They right. stand outside the stall I'm in and they just have their foot by the door. Because if I can see their foot, I know they're right there. Perfect. And a year ago, year or so ago, I went somewhere with just my eldest and it was kind of a crowded place and I had to use the restroom. She didn't. And I said, okay, I'm like, I'm going to hop in the stall. You sure you don't have to go? You want to come over here? And she looked at me and was like, mom, I'm 10 years old. I can just stand over there like in the, in the <laughs> sitting area. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm going to be fine. And it was like that moment for me because I'm like, oh, oh. shit. No, that's reasonable. Yeah, you're right, kid. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's totally reasonable. I'm just like, it was such a habitual thing that she told me like, mom, I'm fine. I I uh-huh. can stand right here and and not go anywhere. I'm not five anymore. I'm not going to wander. <laughs> no, I had I had a I had a brain glitch moment the other day. Abby and I had gone somewhere, and she's like, "I'm going to run in real quick and grab this because we'd stopped at a gas station before we got to our final destination." I was like, "Do you want me to come in? Come in with you, Mom? I'm literally driving the damn car. No, I can go into Seven <laughs> Eleven by myself." <laughs> I'm sorry. That was just fine. That was just give me nowhere, some chips while you're in there. <laughs> Give me a snack too. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, then fine. Give me a monster. That's still it doesn't get better. Just FYI. Yeah. It does it doesn't get better. Right. So I I know I know because I have context. I know that one time Tori yeah. Phantom made a video. Mm-hmm. I do that sometimes. And uh <laughs> they they made a video that it got Kinda big. Shook and the it internet. Was yeah. Because you let your kid lock a door. I do. And I oh think at the time I made the video, she was eight. So, and so you are a big fan of being able to lock the door. How does that work? Because like in my head, yeah, I'm like, so, absolutely not. No. Right, right, no. right. And, and that's honestly, that's what like a lot of people heard in the video, even though I provided context and yeah. explained the boundaries and how this works very specifically. And that it was like one of those doors that I could like literally use my thumbnail to turn and just open it. Like it wasn't yeah. lock locked. Yeah. And I explained all that, but people were like, you're horrible. How could you do that? What if there's a fire? What if there's a fire? I just told you I can open the door. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, okay. Basically, here's here's how this works. Okay. And here's why this works and yeah. uh, the rules surrounding it. And a couple of times when I did tell this kid she was not allowed to lock the door. Yeah. Uh, so the reason this came about is because my eldest kid is five years older than one of her sisters and six years older than the other. There's, there's an age gap, right? Yeah. So the two littles are a year and a half apart and, uh, they're little sisters and, and she has things that she doesn't want little sisters in. Okay. So this was probably eight, nine years old is when this started. And so at the time, I think I said five and six years older, she's four and five years older. So she's like, 
eight, nine years old. Sisters right. are three, four, right? right? Which is like prime goblin energy right. for those children, especially two of them together, you know? Right. And so with this kiddo specifically, she has this extensive crystal collection. She has so many art supplies. She has things that little shouldn't touch. And yeah. at the time, we were still working on making sure they were respecting those boundaries. Uh, and a lot of times they'd be good with it. But also it's just, mom, I'm trying to read a book. I'm trying to draw a picture. And even though they'll stay out for a little while, they're coming back in. And, you know, I'm doing my best to run interference and to do whatever. But, you know, you get to that point and it wasn't all the time. It's not like it was yeah. out of control. But it was like some days she's like, I just want some space. Yeah. And I said, and I checked to make sure I could unlock the door. And that was the first time I said, you can go ahead and lock this door. And her and I have a special knock pattern we have used since she was little because we used to have to travel together alone. Yeah. And we have established like code words, code knocks, all these things. So we always know it's each other. Right. So I told her, you can lock the door. I will come and check on you every 10, 15 minutes or so, like especially in the beginning of this. And you'll know it's me because I'll use our knock. And then you come open the door. And so it built this trust of, I know what she's doing. I know what she's, she's right. literally like drawing a picture and she right. just wants to be alone and she's respecting the boundary. And so from that moment, it became if she wanted to have this alone time, this privacy, she could communicate to me, mom, can I lock my door for a while? I just I just want some alone time. Right. Yes, absolutely. And so there have been times where she locked the door without telling me. Yeah. And in those times, th that's a conversation of, hey, you know the boundary here because if there was an emergency. I need to know what's going on. And so does she lock the door a lot? No, no, she doesn't. But she's allowed to right, with that communication in place. But that's the important part of it. And I think the, the lock is what rocks back and forth between the right and the privilege. You have a right to be able to be in your room without your immature impulse control siblings barging in on you. Mm -hmm. The privilege you get because we have trust is that you can lock the door to ensure that their impulse control doesn't win. Right, right. And it also, I mean, as we talk about with every situation when it comes to kids, is that it, it doesn't just matter how old they are. It also matters who the kid is. Yes. My eldest kid, I, she is so cautious. She was like born as a little adult. I don't know how else to explain this. Like when she was little and an only child, I was like, this must be my superior parenting. And then my middleest <laughs> goblin kiddo was born and uh, she put me right in my place. Never and, mind. And yeah, it wasn't and, me at all. It's not like she's not a bad kid, right? But she's yeah, yeah. just like that. That kid has no fear. It's terrifying. The, the reason we're still having the baby monitor debate is because of my son. Yeah, it's just right. my son. <laughs> right. And, uh, so like with my eldest, I don't have this concern that she is going to be up to no good. Like she's probably drawing a dragon right. and trying to learn animation. That's probably right. what's happening. And I can check in with her. So it's that's not a concern of mine. Now, my middleist, mm, mm -hmm. she doesn't need to lock a door yet. Mm, yeah. We're good. We're not yeah. there yet. Mm -mm. Yeah. <laughs> my oldest is not allowed to lock her door, even though she's 16. She can operate a motor vehicle. She can just be like, mom, I'm going to go to Walmart because I want eggnog. Okay, bye. <laughs> not a problem at all. She cannot lock a door only because the level of trust that falls apart is her remembering to unlock her own door. And the way our doors lock, it's got the pin lock. 
So you mm. have to have a little rod to go in there and push the little thing to unlock it. Have you tried the credit card trick? The No, it's they installed the doors correctly and the latches uh. go the wrong way for the credit card trick. So she's not allowed to lock her door mainly because it does not unlock when you turn from the inside. You can turn around and close the door still in the locked position. And inevitably, when she has done that, she has the pin key inside her friggin' room. Mm, so she's yeah, not allowed. Okay. She's not allowed to. <laughs> not because she doesn't deserve the ability to lock her door, just because she is her mother's daughter and will forget that she's locked it and lock herself out of it. That's part of the locking thing in our house and the, the way that boundary works. There's a time limit on it. Yeah. Yeah. You can lock your door for like an hour and then like mm-hmm. join, join the family again. Like let's allow for that space to, you know, and, and there's always room to, to wiggle with that. Right. If you're like really into something and really need that space. Sure. But typically, I mean, she doesn't lock the door so much anymore anyway, because her sisters are older and they're pretty good at respecting boundaries. Yeah. Well, and we did swap out the, the door in the bathroom. So especially for her, especially with having young siblings who don't have any sense of modesty, we swapped the handle out on the bathroom door that she uses. So it locks from the inside, mm-hmm. but the minute you turn the handle, it automatically unlocks. Mm-hmm. So the turn the handle from the inside, but it locks from yeah. the outside and it prevents the boy child and the girl child from just walking in. <laughs> Because kids have this way of only like, it's like there'll be, there's two times, you know, your kids are going to need something from you. And one of them is when you answer a phone call. Uh-huh. And the second time is when you sit on the toilet. Yes. Uh, they will be totally in their own space, doing their own yes. thing. And the second you close the door to the bathroom, they're suddenly at the door. Can can you, can this wait 10 seconds? Right. Just 10, just the, 10 seconds. The main bathroom <laughs> that Abby uses is also the general access bathroom. And it's one of those long galley ones. So if she's mm-hmm. in the tub or on the toilet, there's no possible way she can reach the door yeah. to like prevent it from opening. Like there's the whole right. double sink between her and the door. So if right. my son just, hey, the name they call her, Abby, I am pooping. Get out. <laughs> Please give me space. I I would like to do this alone. This is a solo activity. I am so happy that warmer weather is finally back and we can get to enjoying some time in the sun, but springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I have seasonal allergies. My husband has seasonal allergies. So from about April till June. We all sound like this just constantly. This is what we sound like without Claritin. It helps so much with being able to enjoy springtime and outside without running a water faucet for a nose. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear. Use as directed. By the time baby number two comes, you feel superhuman. 
you totally have it all figured out. You got this. But then the reality sets in. It's more than twice the work and can sometimes feel like absolute chaos. It's obviously not always going to go right, but you'll take any opportunity to make it a little easier. The Honest Company has a new line of calming products for the whole family, so your little ones will go down easier and you can have a moment of honest relaxation. The Calm Collection is a line of dreamy and calming lavender products to help make you and your baby's bedtime routine smoother. They have lavender wipes to clean up sticky hands and messes, a calm lavender bath and body set that's both gentle enough for babies and soothing self-care for moms, lightweight lavender body oil to help wind down before bedtime, and fun purple printed pajamas made with 100% certified organic cotton. The sooner your little ones go to bed, the sooner you are able to relax. For a little while, anyway. Their Calm Lavender Collection is made with lavender essential oils that help calm babies before bed. And their super absorbent overnight diapers have up to 12 hours of leak protection. With a focus on sustainability and clean products, The Honest Company works with toxicologists at their in-house lab to create eco-friendly, safe, and effective products you can feel good using. Body products are naturally derived and designed for all skin types, while their diapers are made with plant-based materials that are ultra-soft and super absorbent. Good for your whole family? and your environment. Try Honest for yourself. Shop at Target, Amazon, Walmart, and Honest.com. Okay, so one one more question on the rooms thing. Okay. Do you knock every time? Uh, barring emergency, I'll just automatically remove emergency. We need to go. I need to be in your room and we need to be moving. Barring emergency, do you knock every time? Um. Hmm. Okay, so my littles don't ever really close the door except for bedtime close before you yeah. doze that's important i'm gonna get to that i first want to say this right because i said that my my eldest could lock her door for privacy yeah. from her sisters those sisters share a bedroom they mm-hmm. also deserve privacy from each other so yes we actually have a system where yeah. if one of them wants to be alone they uh-huh. if they have communicated this to sister and sister isn't listening for some reason they come and ask me and i help them either a get their room to themselves or b Find a space for them to have their alone time because I think that it is so important to be able to have that time alone. Now, for knocking, right? We're really only going to be talking about my eldest because she does close her door sometimes. I am now, because you asked me this question, recognizing that I do the dad knock. Yeah. The knock, knock immediately open. While you open the door. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it hasn't been a problem though. Like <laughs> I, I might ask her actually when we're, when we're done here, I'm going to ask if that bothers her or if I, if I should wait. Parenting assessment in real time, ladies, gentlemen, I'm, I'm realizing ladies. like I just knock and kind of open, but she doesn't even close her door much. So it's like, yeah, I, I haven't had to knock much. Do you knock? I knock on my 16 year old's door without fail. I will knock. I will wait. And most of the time just to be annoying, I'll knock and she'll be like, what? And I won't say anything and I'll make her come open the door. <laughs> it's a dick move. I know what I'm doing. I could just ask the thing or open the door myself. But I'm like, no, yeah. no, it's your room. Please open the door. <laughs> and I'll hear her like, because she's got a nest on her bed. I'll hear her like unweaving herself from her neck. <laughs> what? Such a mean mom. <laughs> Do you want ice cream? Yes. <laughs> Um, but we're also a 21st century. Uh, so half the time I'm up and I'm knocking. The other half of the time I'm just texting her. Do you want ice cream? If so, come here. But the littles, so they close their door all the time. Uh, we just moved into a house that allowed them to have their own rooms, which uh, mm-hmm. turned out to be way more vital than we thought it was going to be. 
they're doing so much better with their own rooms, which is not something that everyone has the ability to grant. But it is right. something I mean, that we even have the with us, to my grant. my kids share a room. So right, yeah, we were incredibly privileged to be able to get the place that allowed all three of our kids to have their own space. And they do close the door because we have two dogs who do not give a shit, and they will just wander in. And one of them still technically a puppy. And it's amazing how similar dog toys and kid toys are. Ah, um, yes. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. they close the doors. And in the same conversation that we're having about uninstalling the baby monitors, we're also, oh, we need to start knocking. And like, we'll start with the dad knock. Just, it, it's yeah. more of a expectation training. Like, knock, knock, hey, here's the thing that I was going to tell right. you. And then that will eventually shift to knock, knock, pause. I'm going to come in. Right. And then knock, knock and yeah. wait for them to respond. And that's like the younger they are, like they still get the privacy, but it's also yeah. with check-ins. Like, yes. okay, you are uh, entitled to your alone time, uh, but I have had experience with you where I literally just left the room for two minutes and somehow you painted a whole wall. So I don't, I don't know where you got the paint. There's right. glitter everywhere. Um, and Is that took you 30 now? seconds. Right. Where did the where did the glitter come? Okay. So like, yeah, you get your alone time, but also the younger you are, the more frequently I'm going to peek my head in and be like, you're yes. still good? You're still good? Uh, but I will say, I think that one of the things that is different about us and the reason that you have the monitors where you are going to check in more and the knocking is going to happen more, I think your family is a more in your room family. Yes. And I, because I think that, that it, it can go two ways. Because when I was growing up, we all just spent time in our own spaces. And now and then we would like be like, oh, I guess other people live here too. But <laughs> in my house, <laughs> we're very rarely in our bedrooms. They're kind of just for sleeping. And so, and, and that's just how we work here. And both of us are right. Both of us are fine. Because I think for, for you, more toys stay in the bedroom, right? Yes, toy, toys, with, with some exception. I mean, I'm not a, a kid-free looking house, but yeah, toys stay in the bedroom. And if you want to bring them out and play with them in the common space, absolutely bring them out. And then when you're done, you just go put them back in your bedroom. Yeah. Because that's where they live. Our together time is intentional. We have family dinners. We play games. We have movie nights. We have picnic parties. Like, right. Or we get in the car and we go places together. But then we also very much mm -hmm. have time of you go play in your room. You go play in your room. You go play in your room. I'm going to read a book. <laughs> for, for us, we have um, like my living room where I'm painting that the mural. That if you yeah. follow me on any social media, you've, you've seen it. That is this family room has... It's basically a technology-free space outside of things that yeah. can create music. And yeah. so we have our board games out there. We have bookshelves out there. We have our art supplies out there. My coffee table is actually just a Lego table now. That's yeah. <laughs> So this is the family area where kids can yeah. bring things out. Now, of course, they do still have to bring the toys back to their room. But right. generally speaking, unless we're doing screen time or someone wants alone uh -huh. time, we're all kind of vibing in that space. So. Yeah. I think that's just an interesting different way that it is. So like if you want privacy, you just leave that area. Right. And you just go off on your own. <laughs> right. But but the doors. Um, A second ago. Yeah, about the, the doors. doors. I was going to rewrite this yeah. there. Yeah. Stop taking doors off. Stop it. Stop taking doors. Did you have your door removed as a child? Um, <laughs> so, okay. Uh, not exactly. Uh, there was a time I wasn't allowed to close the door. Um, and oh. then at one point, the door did get broken. 
in a, a very okay. aggressive way. Uh, <laughs> you don't have to finish telling and that story. And then also I, my, I windows, my windows got cemented shut at one point. Uh, oh, okay, good. Good. Yeah, yeah normal stuff. I, uh, I never had my door removed. It was definitely threatened, but my mom is more similar uh, to me in this way in that if she took the door off, it also removed the barrier between her and me. <laughs> <laughs> if that makes sense like it was one of those yes i'm punishing the kid but i'm also having to endure the punishment myself mm -hmm. <laughs> and i don't want that mm -hmm. so it got threatened right. but I, I never did lose my door but but all removing a door is going to do and if you're if you're getting defensive already and we haven't even offered explanations i'm so sorry i i hope you have a good therapist please please don't remove the door not only is it horribly irresponsible from a fire safety perspective close before your dose if if you don't know what that means look it up it is very serious the door can yeah. save your life the the door can absolutely save your life if there is a house fire it doors are magical portals between fire spaces because of air science you can go look it up i i'm i'm not a fire safety expert but we do close doors before going to bed every door in the house that can be closed is closed including bathrooms yeah but yeah all it's going to do is prove to your kids that they cannot trust you and you might have taken the door or want to take the door because you don't trust them but it's not going to help the way you want it to it's a punishment it's not going to build anything it's not going to help and as a kid who who grew up in a very authoritarian household where uh, I had absolutely no privacy and was very much under a microscope. Everything I did was probably wrong. Now, of course, this is a very extreme yeah. anecdote. My childhood is not that of even strict parents. This went beyond that. Yes. Uh, you know, we don't need to trauma dump here, but okay, like I go to therapy twice a week, all right? So, <laughs> uh, like my parents got mad at my brother once and they flipped the doorknob around so they could lock him in, okay? Like, okay, it's different. It is, yeah, it's different. Uh -huh. uh, you can't yeah. see my face because it's a podcast, but it's not. You can imagine what that face. Ooh. You're probably making it too. So uh, <laughs> while, while my childhood is a more extreme case, right? I did whatever I wanted because the more strict that things got, the sneakier I got. Yes. And and that's, you know, I snuck out of the house all the time because I felt like I had no privacy, no autonomy. Uh -huh. That's how the the window got cemented shut. Yeah. I never went out the window. So that like my angsty teenage brain was just tickled by that. And I kept <laughs> going out the back door, you know, uh, but, you know, so it's wrong portal, dad. <laughs> if you want to build the trust with your kid, like you are absolutely, I think as parents, as adults, as people, we're entitled to feeling anger. Yes. We're entitled to, to feeling like our trust was violated, like our yes. boundaries were violated. We're entitled to feel concerned based on whatever rule was broken, the behavior that's happening. Uh -huh. But I challenge you to really sit with, if, if this is what's happening and you want to take a door off or take away all privacy, to consider, is this actually going to help? Yeah. And are there other options? Can we like actually sit down and think of, all the different things we can do. And maybe there's a little bit from everything. Like maybe we can't have the privacy you had, but maybe we still allow it in these areas. Like we were talking about the difference between the right and the privilege. Like maybe this becomes a privilege right now 
while right. we're working on this together. Because it, I think in those instances that the trust is broken between both parties and your both kid has parties, to trust right. you too. Most of the time, I would say anytime you've got, if you've gotten to a behavioral issue, first of all, I really hope you're working in co-related consequences. So the fact that you are considering removing the door has something to do with abusing, closing it, abusing, locking it, sneaking it out. If you're threatening to take away the door because they've got a bad grade in school, we've got a whole other series of conversations we need to be having because those so two many things questions. are not related. Probably not. <laughs> I I told my kid once, I don't like slamming doors. I hate I hate slamming doors. I hate yeah. that. And it hasn't happened often, but one time my kid got really mad at me, my my middleist. Yeah. And she slammed that door and I shouted, "Unslam that door." <laughs> what, what what? What is unslam unslam that? And she literally like opened the door back up. And raised an eyebrow of skepticism at me, like, what? And I was also looking at her like, what did I? And I said, unslam the door. And she went, okay. And so she like slowly opened it and then acted like she was going to slam it, stopped and closed it nicely. And I said, thank you. <laughs> okay. Um, random parenting hack. If you've got a door slammer, we have doors that are basically sheets of paper. And so you put just the slightest amount of force behind them and between the airflow in the house and the weight of the door and my children, not a single one of them know how strong they are. The damn things yeah. slam constantly. Yeah. Uh, packing peanut. You can tape a packing peanut to the very top of the door. It allows you to close the door, but you have to use force to close the door. Like you actually have to physically pull I'm it. I'm going to do that in my bedroom because I have my HVAC is in the ceiling. So yeah, and it, it kicks slams on, it shut. And it yeah. slams my door shut and I'm really jumpy. So every time it does that, I just like hop out of my skin. Yeah, if you can find the uh, biodegradable packing peanuts, they work best, but any of the styrofoam peanuts wow. will work. But yeah, I just tape it to the top today. corner of the door. It prevents the door from slamming, but it does mean that you have to conscientiously turn and close the door because you can't just let it whoosh shut behind you like you have to yeah. turn around and actually close the door anyway uh random parenting hack yeah stop taking doors off off the thing um yeah, it's not it's not it's, helping it's not doing the thing that you think it's mm -mm. gonna do yeah they're not learning a lesson they're just mad at you that's that's how that works <laughs> if you have this idea in your head of oh well my kid and i seem to have a strained relationship but they're really not acting out like i take the doorway and that corrected their behavior okay so uh tori's childhood was real real fucked up and they lived that sneaky outy life in direct result of that uh, my childhood was not real real fucked up but i did have an authoritarian parent i would never never have snuck out in my life would not have dreamed of it the consequences of that choice would have been it would not have been worth it no amount of dopamine i could seek by sneaking out of the house would have been worth the consequences i would have had to pay if i'd been caught so mm -hmm. i i never would have snuck out i was i was yeah. a, a good kid and then i moved out and that's when it all went sideways completely utterly 
foobar that, that, that with freedom, the freedom and the still the still lack of impulse control of a very yeah. young brain. Yeah. 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 Again, our prefrontal cortexes are not fully online till around age 25, give or take. Yeah. And yeah. we we release these humans around 18, 19, 20 years old. The best of fucking luck, don't die. Yeah. You ever like so, look back at like 22 year old you and you're like, I really thought I was fully grown up. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's for sure. That's so cute. Oh, for sure. I'm watching I'm watching Abby approach parts of my my own life where I have vivid memories and she's having similar feelings. I mean, there there are a lot of universal human experiences. And she's like, all these things are not as big a deal as they feel like in the moment. Okay, yeah. And then like I'm at the point where I'm like, Yeah, you're right. That does sound mm-hmm. like your world is ending and I'm like it, it does have to be your whole world right now. That's part yes. of growing up. Yeah. Yes. But then yeah. like the logical part of my adult brain is going, Man, you are gonna be so fucking pissed at yourself for wasting all this energy in 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> you're not even going to remember this feeling. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You're right. It's a big deal right now. So it's, it's that random, I am supporting you because it's what you need. I'm not supporting you because it's actually important in the grand scheme of things. It's important to you now. That's yeah. such nuanced language so right nuanced. there. nuanced. Right, right. But it's, I mean, that's how it works. As far as privacy goes, yes, your kids are entitled to privacy and it's really about the communication and the boundaries that you set around that. And the why. I have this thing yes. where I, I mean, Gwenna knows this about me. I ask more questions than an average two-year-old every day of my life. And, and they're good questions. And sometimes they're really frustrating questions because I ask questions people don't have answers for. But I just, I have so many questions because I really desperately want to understand things. I, I just, I can accept that this is just how it is. But if you can't tell me why, it is going to frustrate me. The number of times I end up texting Tori, I don't know how to better explain purple. This is all the words (laughs) I have for purple. I don't, I'm out. If you don't get where I'm at, we'll just change topics because I'm not getting you there. (laughs) It happens. I I also, I have learned in my life that I can tell when someone is like done with my shit. And I'm like, I just don't get to understand this. That's okay. I'll move on. That's fine. It, it, it's like that sometimes. Uh, but because of my own informed experience of always wanting to know why, that has informed my intentions as a parent, where when I provide a boundary rule expectation for my kids, I also try to provide the context to the best of my ability before they can ask why so that when they do consider it, they can then ask better questions if they have them so that they can fully understand because I don't think my kids care as much about why my one of them does. One of them does. Yes. The other one's not so much, but they still get to know why. And I uh-huh. think that's just like helpful sometimes. And I and I think it helps them be more cooperative. Well and I've seen I've seen the boy child. He now automatically begins to provide context in a very five year old manner. So it doesn't mm-hmm. always make all the sense. But he'll be like I'm going to wear khaki pants because, and then he'll rattle off sometimes very sensical. Yeah. That's a good reason to have chosen khakis today or just complete five-year-old nonsense. Okay. Still a good reason to have worn khakis today. And a lot of times he's defining things that, dude, you're wearing pants. I I literally don't care what pants. (laughs) Thank you you for putting the pants on. I appreciate it. I'm just glad you're wearing pants. Uh, but then I have to sit there and listen to his whole like reason he's wearing khakis instead of athletic pants or or whatever he's telling yeah. me. Like he started providing context with zero context as to why we provide context. 
yeah. But in his head, that's just how you communicate. You say the decision that you made and you give an explanation for it. That's in my house. We all we all talk so much here. So much. There's so much context, so many questions. It's it's nonstop. So uh, we're actually, we're going to have to part two this because I very much want to go over digital privacy and I want and to go over internet safety and internet safety time. Yeah. And uh, we need to talk about what to do to rebuild that trust mm-hmm. once we've lost it. Yes. Once the privacy has moved from right to privilege, we need to talk about methods to rebuild the trust uh, because yeah. we both have had experience with breaking trust, both as uh-huh. parents and as children. Yeah. And we have some stuff that might help, but there it is. Yep. I, I, I snuck yep. a look at the clock. I knew the time I know, was coming. I saw. I was like, what do you mean part two? <laughs> I, I, what is time? I, I don't have time in my brain, but I, I saw the look on your face and I was like, she looked at the clock. I did look at the clock. <laughs> I looked at the clock. I knew the timer was coming, but <laughs> we, we're, we will have to do a part two of privacy and internet on the internet, and internet safety. That might be like a seven part series of the, internet. oh my God. So many. So <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to Childproof from Betches Media. We do want to hear from you. We want to hear all of the ways that you have lost and rebuilt trust with your kids. Since we have an opportunity to do this, we want to see if there are some emails that we can draw on for our part two. Email us at childproof at betches.com with ways that you have lost and rebuilt trust with your kids or your parents. Because you were also a kid once upon a time. That is true. That is how most of us begin. Yeah. Uh, and be sure to give us a follow. I am Tori Phantom in all the places. She's Mama Cusses. And make sure you're following Betch's Moms, too. Don't forget to pre-order my book. It comes out this year, just a few months from now. If you have pre-ordered Mama Cusses, A Field Guide to Responsive Parenting and Trying Not to Be the Reason Your Kids Need Therapy. By Tatox Sensation, Gwendolyn I hate you. Out from St. Martin's Press, a division of Macmillan. It will be in your hands in just a couple short months. I've also got a book tour coming up. Uh, I will have more information in the coming weeks of where I'm going to be, when, and how you can come see me. So yeah, pre-order my book. Uh, We'll drop a link inside the show notes. Yes, pre-order the book and continue to tune in every Wednesday, everywhere you listen to your favorite podcast. And don't forget to subscribe so you never miss out on an episode and leave us a rating. We love reading them. And remember, sometimes our kids are assholes. And sometimes it's us. But they still get to be private about it. Childproof is produced by Rebecca Salsmacow and Sean Kilby. Editing by Shannon Sassone. Social media by Lauren Salome. Guest booking by Allie Friedlander. Be sure to follow us at at Betches Moms on Instagram. And send us your email at childproof at Betches.com. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy, perfectly blending refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. Available in five craveable flavors, there's a flavor for everyone to enjoy. My favorite flavor is the lemon. The mandarin orange is my favorite flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches.